This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Thursday the 9th, um, half past seven, and we're here. We're, we're recording the Fleetwood preview. Forgot forgot who we were playing there for a second. Completely forgot. So, joined, with, joined by um, Stokes and Sir Alan Partridge, Dar- Daniel Beresford. How's uh, the Linton Travel Tavern? Why answer to Alan Partridge? Why? Yeah, I'd never watched it. You watch it, and then you'll see why he's got the he's got the same terrible sense of humour as you, and um, he just hates the general public. I was a funny bloke then. Yeah, that's what you'd say. Yeah, yeah. I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm stuck in Coventry tonight, where there's been plenty of snow, but it isn't too bad. So hopefully I'll get home tomorrow night. But Telford today, there was a lot of snow there. I was in Telford last night overnight. So yeah. Time away from Stoke for me at the moment. Ah, uh-huh. how's the hotel though? It looks swanky from the photos. Have you Ooh. got a good one? Oh, this is a beautiful one. This is beautiful. It's an old abbey now converted into a hotel, and I've got a mortgage event here tomorrow that we're an exhibitor at, so we've got to stand talking to mortgage brokers. So yeah, beautiful hotel, nice big swanky. The only problem with this hotel is, and I'm telling Tom before you come on, the tally's built into the wall. Okay. So I can't plug my fire stick in. So I've just oh. got normal tally and nothing else. Okay, yeah. Third world problems, eh? Third world problem. But there's a nice lush bath. So I've had a nice lush bath reading my book. There you go. Happy days. And we're also joined by um, Carpet Boy himself. Tom, how are you doing? Good, e- Good evening. I'm well. Very well. Yeah. Nice to be on again. I... Uh... Failed the last one because I was levered. So yeah, it's <laughs> yes. uh, it's nice to make one. 
before the you know before the weekend and i'm not i'm i'm telling everybody this i'm not out sunday so you I better can, not be because you've got I a big make, job on monday. I, well i've got to I've got to go to some soft sods house monday and i what are you in there so i can turn up with bloodshot eyes and <laughs> you can't because i haven't tested my mum and dad yet but they're gonna have to let you in because i'll be at work <laughs> Yeah, but no, no. Other than that, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I've made a last minute decision to uh, travel up tomorrow to Blackpool. Um, I was just just waiting just to see what the weather did a bit. But majority of the snow seems to have gone now from here, and I think it's a little bit warmer up there anyway. Does so that mean you'll be on be... the ale Friday in Blackpool? Uh, well, we'll have a little look about, you know. Just to, you've got to go on a, a recce, haven't you? Just you know, get get. And I think is there a game on tomorrow night? Yeah, there will be. There's uh, still sh- something. The shit oh shit, the shits are on. The shits yeah. are on against well, Blackburn. And crew are playing Salford. Christ. Yeah, that's crew's not going to be on TV. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So if I if I do shots for every time either of them can see, I could be bladded. Yeah. Yeah, knowing, knowing your luck, it'll, they'll, they'll both end nil nil. <laughs> and I'll just have to get shots in for the crack. <laughs> It depends, to be fair, if them lot down the road have come down yet, and now, you know, after their open top bus parade, because they won last weekend. Well, it's the, the sort of thing they're doing, isn't it? They're skiving away from relegation by doing shit like that. Idiot. Although I don't want them to come down. Like, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't handle that. Not after seeing their accounts this week. Oh, I don't know. We could, uh, we could get new bar cars, though, couldn't we? Well, yeah, that's a, not not a bad idea actually. <laughs> Get some new turrets on that end as well. Yeah. Do you reckon we just put it all on? Just put it all on Cody, couldn't we? I was going to say, do you reckon we could just get like, just say, look, we'll, we'll give you a few, we'll give you this stand this time, and then give them the 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 paddock next time, and just yeah. just go around, just saying, there you go, fix, just slowly fix. move them around. See, see if they think what we're doing, but no, nah, I don't know. Seeing that, seeing their accounts, seeing that their average wage is 17 and a half grand. Like, yeah, anybody on that ain't gonna want to play in League One, though, will he? Well, don't know. I've been talking to a mate of mine this week who's a Stoke fan, and he was saying the players he'd let go at the end of the season, and that they sound like they're in for a big clear out, regardless. So, it's uh, be interesting. Yeah, it seems to be happening every year. So, see see what happens this time around. I think it, it all, it's almost becoming the the done thing from a fan's perspective. If if your team doesn't reach the playoffs, <laughs> you have to have a bloody big clear out at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no piecing it together anymore. There's no foot three four year plan. There's just we've got. Everyone goes on two-year contracts, and if they haven't done it in 12 months, then we talk about paying them up or not playing them or finding them a club to move on to. Talking about clearing-outs, what about Watford clearing out the manager again? Well, uh, I, I, so I saw a stat yesterday that they've had as many managers since 2010 as West Ham have had in their entire time of being a football club. Wow. 18. Wow, that's impressive, isn't it? So... It sounds quite. It's quite. Sounds quite few managers from West Ham's perspective, though. Does yeah. It might be, po- might be post-war. Even, even post-war is impressive, though. Isn't yeah. It? Just, well, yeah. I mean, Moisey's been there for a while now, hasn't he? 
Uh, do you, I mean, assume you're classing David Moyes as one, maybe? I don't know. Well, He's been there twice, hasn't he? Two, yeah, two, two different spells. So. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So they've had 24 managers since 1902. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, that's bonkers. And Watford have had 18 since 2010. Yeah. Crackers. Makes for a riveting podcast just listening to you count, Tom. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm that kind of person. I, I have to count out loud and I have to point to it. Otherwise, I lose me, lose track. <laughs> So, uh, my apologies for that. <laughs> hey, also, yeah. just while we're on, just while we're on, quick apologies. Uh, I don't, I don't imagine he listens to this. I don't know if he does, but my apologies to uh, to Nathan Smith for absolutely chewing his ear off on Saturday night in the uh, Slug and Lattice because I had uh, I'd had a shandy and uh, yeah, and I saw Nath and I remember talking to him, but I cannot remember what I said to him. So, yeah, it was all good, I imagine. Yeah, we'd won, so we all cool. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, and he's bigger than me as well, so I probably wouldn't tell him if we if it wasn't. Yeah, that's fair. And talking about because I'm a massive shit house. Yeah, plenty of them about. Talking about smudges, Zach Jules today, three game ban. Yeah, how does that work? Because are they saying that the referee didn't see it then? Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. If, it, if he if he hasn't put it in his match report, I believe it is, isn't it? I don't know because they're on about the they can't punish Fernandez for his push on the linesman because that wasn't in the match report. No, but no, what, that, that, but what that I was, was what, what I think Johnny's getting at is he pulled Smithy over, didn't he? Yeah, they, after they the incident, but he, he didn't speak to Zach Jules. He spoke to the other centre half. That's what Smithy was saying to him at the time. He said it wasn't even him. Yeah. Because I thought at the time he pulled the lad over. And I, was, I, was, I said to my dad, I said, it's not the right. That's not the bloke who's just elbowed him. Mm. I said, that's the bloke who's standing almost. I, I think the linesman's of possibly said that lad because he was stood uh, behind Smithy. And then Zach Jules was in front of Smithy. So that's the only thing I can think is because the referee said the wrong player, they can could punish be. him. Yeah, could be. Could be. Because it's quite clear on the video who's elbowed him. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, the, the Bruno one's different, though. Accord- so Talk Sports said that the assistant referee said on the mic, um, it was nothing. Oh, so right. that's why the FA can't go back because they've asked the assistant, like they've got the recording of the ass- assistant saying it was nothing. I tell you what was something. Liverpool putting seven past them. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Like... That was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. <laughs> After the <coughs> last episode where we did a film review and I said I haven't watched seven, I had loads of people messaging me saying, oh, you've got to watch seven, it's great, you've got to watch seven, it's great. The United fans messaged me saying, you've got to watch seven, stopped on Sunday. <laughs> Don't know why, but it just stopped. I, no. I, I don't I don't care for either side. So yeah, See, the, the game was a bit. Ugh. Obviously, as everyone knows, I've got a soft spot for Liverpool. I went to the FA Cup final last year watching. I have got a soft spot for Liverpool, and I've always hated United because I'm 36 and growing up at school, the school playground. Everyone's like, 
I like Man United. Me being me, I go the opposite. So I was like, well, I like Liverpool. And I've always liked Liverpool since. But we had a bit of a catastrophe last week. I went around visiting my nephews. Youngest nephew couldn't care about football. They didn't bother. He's six. Couldn't care. The eldest nephew loves his football now. Loves the veil. Loves going the veil. Went round Wednesday night. Says, I've got something to tell you, Uncle Dan. I says, what's that? He says, my Premier League side is Man United. I says, no, it's not, mate. He says, it is. It's Man United. I says, no, it's not. You can have any of the other 19. I says, but not them. He says, no, it's Man United. So I got a fa- sticks it out. <laughs> well, I got a phone call Sunday morning. Uncle Dan, can I come round and watch the football with you? He says, yeah, okay, if you want, mate. So he turns up. I put Liverpool shirt on for the game. He turns up every goal. I'm in his face. Yes! And he went home and went straight to bed. So essentially what you're saying is your nephew came round on Sunday and you bullied him into bed. Not into bed, that sounds wrong. That's you bullied him. <laughs> you bullied him. So he went home. Yes, basically, yes. At four, are you, he's... Are you proud of yourself? I am, very. <laughs> Pardon me, I've got a bad chest. At four, Nelly says, Uncle Dan, can I go home now? I says, if you're walking, mate. I says, because I'm watching the rest of this. He's only nine, so obviously he couldn't walk home. So yeah, he went home, went straight upstairs. And my brother shouted him down. He says, Lucas, come here. And Lucas come down. He says, did you enjoy watching football with Uncle Dan? He says, no. <laughs> but apparently he still likes Man United. You've got to give him some credit for that then. Yeah. Well, exactly. He could have turned his nose straight up there, couldn't he? He could yeah, have done kid, it. Kids at that age flip-flop quite easily, don't they? Yeah, and he, don't want to see the team lose seven, do they? No, no. Especially not with their uncle cheering every goal that goes in. So, yeah. I think he enjoyed it, really. That's good, then. Uh, on the subject of, like, the referees and, and, and such like, and what what an interesting point I heard watching the Brentford game. Willian, who could dive on the edge of the box, got booked for it, which which is right. Yeah. If that's inside the box, he wins a penalty and VAR don't turn it round. He then gets banned, doesn't he, after for X amount of games for eating. That was the thing that they brought in, wasn't it? I have no idea. Well, that this is this is what this is what the Danny Murph no was it no Carragher was saying that if that's in the box and he he gets away with it, he gets banned retrospectively for diving. Surely that should be all over the pits then. They did bring something like that a few years back, and to be honest, they never really imposed it. Just no. like most laws of the game, they never really imposed that. Was another one they didn't. Well, this is the question for you then. Is this is what I was going to ask. Should a dive be a red card? If that's the case. If retrospectively you get banned for it. It's toughen. It's toughen. Should it? Lord of the game now, no. As you know, it's not. It's a yellow card offence. Should they upgrade it to red? Who knows? Who well, knows? If, you're, if you're retrospectively banning someone, though, and you yeah. call it cheating, because that's, yeah. what, that's what they're basically doing, they're calling it cheating, yeah. then surely it should be a red card offence. No, I get it. I get it. And I'm not, I'm not against it. What I think it does open the door to is, 
it's referee's interpretation, isn't it? And the ref's got to be 100% certain he's dived to send him off, which a ref has got to be 100% certain he's dived to yell a cordy. Yeah. You've, so, you've, I think doing it retrospectively, they've got the video evidence to go, we can see there's clearly no contact and you've cheated. But then do you take it further? And I'm not saying you do, I'm just posing questions. Bruno Fernandes, Sunday, he got touched on his chest, went down holding his face like some Mike Tyson had knocked shit out of him. Is that cheating? Yeah. Should that have the same punishment? I suppose the thing with that is with VAR now, I don't see why players do it. No, I don't. And I don't see why VAR never says, do you know what? The cheating book them. Yeah. Because I've never seen anyone get booked when VAR's gone, no, there's no contact. Yeah. Because all of a sudden we're going to end up with a bloody snickometer. And you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to say, oh, has he clipped him on the end of the nose? And we can't just, we just can't tell from this video angle. It's going to get stupid. Yeah, it's going to get ridiculous. And then, and then when you say, oh, such and such has gone down in the box, he's dived, he's gone down, ban him, send him off. He's banned for two games, three games, cheating bastard. But then in the last minute, the, the ball's cleared up the line. And the centre half gets across, and the striker's there, and they meet, and the defender just gets in front of him, and the striker puts his hand up to stop himself, and the defender goes over, free kick to the defending side, the other way. Does the centre half then get banned for diving? Because the striker's through if he doesn't go down. Do you know what I mean? It's where to draw the line. It's... Yeah, and it's a real tough one. It's a real tough one. And for me, some of the spoils modern footballers, all the cheating and the diving, it does. The youngsters, think... it's always been a part of the game for them. I remember exactly. the 90s where you've got Aspie who had his leg broken, carried on playing for a bit. Mm. I say broke, actually, I can't remember if he's broke, but that's no, okay. He didn't, where he didn't break bent, it, did he? He just bent didn't. horribly. Bent horribly, but he carried on till half time, if I remember right. He got bamboo legs, hasn't he? Just like... yeah. yeah, and he was out injured after it. Yeah. But there has been players that have carried on with broken legs in the past, and you know, like. Popey, love him or hate him, obviously love him for everything he's done for the club. Very old-fashioned. You don't show a player you're hurt. You only go down if you have to. That's gone from the game. I think it's the it's the in, it the way the rules are now uh, brought across. It's it's almost advantageous to be hurt. Yeah. Like Christ, I I mean it doesn't happen very often, but. Players, when it said they go around the goalkeeper or something, and you have, if the goalkeeper touches them, you have a decision to make. If you can stand on your feet, do you chance that you, Christ, how many times you've seen it, a couple of times where the keepers probably touched them, they've stumbled, but they've carried on and the balls ended up going either too wide or out of play. But then there's also been times when they've carried on and they've got the rewards, they've got the goal. Mm. Or they've gone down too easily, then they've missed the penalty. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I just... It's a... It's a str- the game... It, there's too many rules. <laughs> yeah. And they tinker with them every year. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's no season now that's the same. No, no. I think as a kid, the offside rule changed for me probably twice. Yeah. Until I was about 13. And then it changed every season since for the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Tough and empty because I... Give me 1990s football over 2020s football every day of the week. 
Yeah, it was just it was just an interesting one because I saw I saw a, a good conversation on Twitter around the Jules one as well. Like, what happened if Zach Jules went and scored the winner? Like, how how is banning him for the next three games against like Morecambe etc. fair on Vale? Mm-hmm. And and that was that was an interesting one because obviously it's like you you really can't. You can't do anything about the retrospective ban, can you? It's no. unless unless the video assistance in in every step, you're always going to get the re- retrospective ban side of it. So it was just exactly. interesting to find out of how do you solve that issue if if that happened because you can't go taking points off teams. No, on the retrospective banning, well, maybe not the retrospective banning, but let's say the appeal system we've all found out this week that that's a joke as well after oh. the the northampton lad who got sent off against crawley for well absolutely nothing the lad's thrown himself to the deck and they've still banned him well apparently, apparently it's for the stamp after not not the little slap now doesn't look like a stamp to me no it doesn't and this is it I, i've i watched it four or five times after seeing after seeing what about the stamp, and I was like, he's he brought his foot down behind, but I'm not convinced that's touched him at all. Have you seen, I think it was a, a Northampton Town fan who did it. He, he slowed the video down. Yeah. And he pointed out every collision between the two that happened mm. uh, in the run-up to to that Right. And it's literally the Crawley Town player is throwing his elbows back, he's punt like elbowing in the stomach, he's stamped on his foot, and then he looks at the linesman, appeals, doesn't get anything, then throws himself to the floor. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, I haven't seen. I'll, I'll have to look for I'll that. I'll have to. I'll have to try and find it. And I'll, the guy had NTFC in his username. Um, and I'm sure that video will have got quite a few hits, so it might not be too hard to find. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will. And as you can tell, it's slow Newsweek. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it's, it's slow fail Newsweek. Yeah. People apparently like the rambles. You have you, you've been busy with work, so you haven't been going and watch films. So I haven't. No, no film review this week. I haven't seen any. What was it I watched the other day? Uh, some of Will Smith in. Ah. Well, you like bright, taking... bright? I don't know. Are you like taking Netflix. over my party? Yeah, the pod. Yeah, wow. and I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point point it out that, that, that don't waste your time. Oh, fair enough. It's on Netflix, and I thought, oh, Will Smith. That's not gonna be a shit film. Will Smith doesn't do shit films, but he does. <laughs> he does, huh? You this one, Hitch. I uh... oh, Hitch is a great film. It's not. It's a shame. H is brilliant. You wash your mouth out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is some sort of. They're living with orcs and like gob gremlins or something, goblins, and they, they're the police officers. And I, it's just shit. <laughs> I got. I think I got about half an hour in, and I turned it off. Not having that. At some point, I will watch Seven, and I'll do that on film review. But at the moment, as we've already said, my floor is concrete at home. I've got no carpet, so the house isn't together. So it won't be this weekend. I felt like that was a slide dig for not doing it quicker, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's just the, 
the house isn't together, so it won't be this weekend I'm doing it. I'm sure Monday when you come to be a bloody fine job. And if it's not, I shall tell everyone on the next pod. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> and don't forget, when you send me the uh, invoice over, Bess has sent me. Yeah. Well, I've already applied the uh, the free door grips. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's that. Tell you what. When, when, when are you travelling to Blackpool, Johnny? Are you just doing the day? Yeah, just doing the day, getting up early, early-ish. On the um, Saturday to get the Liverpool Bournemouth game in. Oh yeah. So yeah. are you going into Blackpool? I assume, or are you going into Fleetwood? Um, we're going into Fleetwood. There's there's a sports bar about 15 minutes walk away. It says on Football Ground Guide. There's, to be fair, there's a there's a huge pub the other side of the park, which is where we went this season. We went down. Is that Sid Little's pub? I couldn't tell you, but it's massive, uh, and they had all the football on as well. Yeah. Um, but again, that was bloody hell. That was seven years ago now. So. Yeah, I know Sid Little from Little and Large has got a pub there, and that's the pub that the coach drivers are told go to because they, they do they do food for them and stuff like that. All right. Okay. So I saw, I saw that, but yeah, looking at that, head up there, um, get, get get the football in, and then walk across to the game hopefully if it's not like this if not i might get there five to three if it's if the weather's like this <laughs> yeah at least we've got a roof well yes we have whether we're whether we soaked and freezing by the time we get to the ground though aren't we because i know a lot of people getting into blackpool it's only uh i think it's 15 minutes on the tram in it yeah it's not it's, it's not far on the tram the about tram three quid i think so i'll be uh I'll be looking at that journey after being in the castle for a few. Is that where, you, is that where you're off then, the castle? Yeah, so we're, we're going up tomorrow. Uh, there's a few people joining us Saturday morning. Um, so, and we've, I've, I've, so I've organised, I organised it two separate things. I've just booked a hotel for tomorrow night, uh, just cheap and cheerful. And then on the Saturday night, I've, we've got an apartment, there's five of us. Um, but I managed to speak to the owner and he said he's more than happy for us to check in at 10 a.m on saturday so we're gonna just drop our bags there check in make sure we got all the keys and everything and then we can just head head up then towards that area and then um yeah we'll have a few in the castle it's always a good good atmosphere in there um i think dicko put on today that it is strictly over 18s yes Um, but there is there is obviously it's, I think it's be strictly over 18s because they do tend to have a comedian on who okay. uh, it doesn't hold back. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's always it's always always makes for a good laugh. Um, that's that is on the proviso that uh, because we were I was talking to Kieran who I go to most of the games with, and we were saying every time we've been in there before, there always creeps in ten or twenty of another team who are playing Preston or Burnley and they've just thought we'll go to Blackpool for a couple of drinks beforehand. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Cardiff this week. So yeah, so that could be, fun. That, could be that could be bloody interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And I've, I've put out on my Twitter that I think there's a few Vale fans going up tomorrow as well. So yeah, I was going to say, so we pop that up and see. Yeah. 
try and uh, try and arrange a few beers tomorrow night with a few Vale fans. Be nice to uh, meet a few that I haven't met. Um, and, you know, get a get a nice because uh, sometimes it, when you do this, it feels like you're talking and you don't very often hear everybody else's opinion on what you talk about. You know, you get two, three minutes at the end of a match sometimes when you see people. Um, but it'd be nice to sit down over a beer and have a proper good chat and maybe a debate over certain things. Mm. So, yeah, any, if any Vale fans are in Blackpool on Friday, give me a shout. Might not be able to understand the word he's saying, but... Uh, me... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, yeah, you don't have to listen out for key words. <laughs> Bring a pen and paper, jot it down, and then try and piece it together. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Fair enough. So, Bez, some news that came out last week. We had, we had a little bit from the club. Um, it's not great news either. Dan Jones is out for the season. Yeah, gutted about that. Genuinely yeah. gutted about that because for me, he was a contender for player of the season. Probably yeah. won't get it now because he's going to miss the last quarter of the season. He was a contender. And the shit he's got during the season off a small, and he says a small minority of male fans, is absurd and says to me that those giving him abuse don't understand football because he's been one of our best performing players. Has he had a bad game here and there? Of course he has. He's a League One footballer. Tell me one player in our squad that hasn't. Yeah. If you ta- tell me one, I'll call you a liar because everybody in the squad has. Over the season, he's been one of our most consistent players. He's done enough for me to win a contract for next season. I'm not necessarily saying that's a starting 11 contract. It could be a squad player. But for me, he's done enough. He's been fantastic. I mean, he's been a revelation this season. At the start of this year, you'd have probably said he wouldn't play many games. And he's come out and been one of our star performers. So, get well soon, Dan Jones. All the best. And personally, I hope to see him next season in a veil shirt. Whether he'll stay, who knows. Just one yeah. thing on that. I, would, I wouldn't say... I, I, there, there has been some people who have slated Jonesy, but they have put some valid points across as to why they say it. Because I think there's also there also has to be an argument for we all see certain positions completely differently. Like I, I see what just go back a couple of years, what Luke Joyce's role used to be. I saw that completely differently to how my dad saw it. And that's also the 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 change of football, I suppose. And and I think that's also has to has to have a point. Because Jonesy is very, very he's marmite, isn't he? People either there's there's no one really sits on the fence. People either love him or they hate him. Yeah. What's um, got me this year is there's been some games where Jonesy's been outstanding and made one bad pass. And people have been saying he's shit he's made one bad pass. But yeah, then think... that can also happen. Uh, bloody, I'm I'm a massive critic of Dennis politics. Some people think he's been outstanding this season. I think he's been dog shit. So it's it's. But it's what I want from them. And yeah, like I what think you say. I think that it has, there has to be a balance there with that. Yeah, I get what you say. I think I think I think I agree with what you're saying there, Tom. But I think the the other thing that you have to think about is that Jonesy has come out and deleted his. Instagram, for example. Yeah, yes, like the personal abuse, I don't... There, there, there's no... If you've got an opinion on a player, don't tag him in it. Yeah. In, there's, a, in, there's absolutely no need for that whatsoever. And I think, don't don't tag the club. Oh, well, yeah, don't do that. But I think there's a difference as well between 
saying a player's played shit or even saying a player is shit than the the other side of it. Do you know what I mean? Like we we've all we've all said that player's not good enough or whatever. Like I have to mention Gav and Bezel go off on, go off on one for example. But like there's a difference between saying that the shit and then posting it all on socials and tag like you said tagging them tagging the club whatever it's just we we kind of need to get out of that mentality yeah um, as as a human race as well it's not just it's not just say, that's not yeah. no it's not by any means just veil is it i mean no. i think i think sometimes the bigger the club the worse it is as well isn't it but you only saw Rashford and Saka missed the penalty. What happened? And it's just like it's, it's just it, it's mad. It's madness. What, what some people think. And, and the first thought as well, like, is I'm going to go on Twitter and be a knobber. And it's just say someone's played shit. That's that's fine. We do it. Saying someone is shit. It's it's a little the, different. I think the one thing that annoys me, say with like Rashford and that, is if they put something on Twitter. And then they make it so only people they follow can comment yeah. back. And then they get people coming out and saying, oh, look at them. They're just, you know, they're so distant from your average man. Look at them, just making sure their mates can comment on it. Yeah. And then when they do open it up to the public, they just get abuse that nobody ever on the planet should ever receive. It's the world we live in now, isn't it? It's, and it's the world of social media, and sadly, it's getting it's getting worse. And I think sometimes platforms like Instagram will overtake the likes of Twitter because it's just 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 look at the pretty pictures. Yeah, yeah. And Johnny, that leads on nicely to mental health. You've got an article you want to talk about? It does. Yeah, we, we like saw an article online about a young lad that got released um, from. Originally, a scouser got released from Man City, ended up at Stoke, and then seems to have been treated really badly. Now, I think we, I'll caveat it going, this is one side of the story, and we know that when people have the dreams snatched away from them, things can, can get distorted. And I'm sure that Stoke and Shawcross will have a different point of view on what happened. And this isn't me, us just battering Stoke. This I was is, just going to say, yeah. to caveat, this is, it just happens that Stoke's the club and this, we haven't picked this because it's battering yeah. Stoke and battering Shawcross who comes across as a bit of a twat, any. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's it. And I think the, the, big, the big thing with it is that what, we, what the main thing is, is, is the lack of support that it seemed that a young lad had from being released to now ending up where he is. The fact that he said he was going through a shit time when he was there. He started gambling, drinking, and he split up with his missus because he changed. And the the, the dark side of football that we don't see, and it seems like that the work, again, this isn't just to praise what our club's doing compared to that club, for example, but the work that Carol seems to be doing around looking after the families and, and whatnot is, is massive. And I think... We really do need to think about them as people. Now, me and Tom were saying earlier, like, if it comes out and it seems like these pair have a scrap every week in Willow and Harrison, for example, like, if that comes out the club once a season or whatever, then nothing happens, neither player gets any ramifications, and we go, look, there's passion. 
me and Tom worked in the office and had a scrap, we'd probably end up on the dole. So <laughs> football's a different environment. And I imagine it'd be a shit fight as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, I'm not sure I would have my money on. <laughs> I wouldn't be backing me, I'll tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't be backing me, to be fair. I was going to say, I'm thinking my money's on Janet the cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> slap, would it? <laughs> She's sweeping up the broken glass around us. Yeah. With swung punches and just pint glass. <laughs> but it, it's just, it is, it, it's like we don't, we don't think about the effects that it has, do we? Like the pressure you're under as a footballer. And, suppose we're guilty for it sit on here i'm hammering some people and then we talk about mental health and people go come on lads it's a bit hypocritical isn't it and it Um, is and we understand that but it would make for a very boring fan podcast if we didn't give us opinions on players performances which is what we try to do yeah and and i think that obviously the difference is between normal punditry and and this is is the actual connection with the club so the passion does sometimes yeah, and we're not proud when we say that certain players are shit and have shit out and should never wear the shirts again. No, but I think I think the the other thing is as well is that like we we are aware of it as well, so we we will sit and and, and look over it. But I think I think the big thing is like with these lads that have been released, they they, they haven't even had the chance to experience that. They they just seem to have been whacked onto the scrap heap and then that's him done like he, he, he seemed like he was sold the dream this one especially um and then was bombed out and because they took a short corner which in all fairness i agree last minute if you're losing someone takes a short corner i'd be bombing him out as well but let me ask you then and i kind of keep caveating away from the topic and i don't want to it's just last minute you're losing by a goal do you prefer the short corner or a corner that doesn't beat the first man? Because we seem very good at that when we're losing by a goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a minute, I suppose you wouldn't be having the conversation if the goal goes in, regardless of what type of corner. I'd always say edge your bets and put it in the box. But if you can go short and the guy that delivers it, delivers it and it's a peach, then yeah, no one's talking about it, are they? No, they aren't. They aren't. But yeah, the, the seriousness of this story is more of a have a think what you do on social media. Our fans at the moment are probably a little bit guilty of it when it comes to the goalkeeping situation. Some of the stuff that's said on social. We're not saying don't have an opinion. We're not saying don't, but don't get personal. There's no need for it. And that's in any walk of life. It's not just footballers. It's any walk of life. There's no need for personal. And if you are struggling, I've opened up on here many a times for those the listening figures seem to keep going up and up and up. So for those that haven't heard, I'm not going to go through the whole story. I've suffered with depression in the past. I've been for counselling. I've been on antidepressants. I understand what it's like. I've been there. I've been in dark places. RDMs are open. Johnny does the Ale and Vale DMs on Twitter. I do them on Facebook. There's no need to suffer in silence. RDMs are open. If you've got us personally, we're more than happy. Tom is on Twitter and Facebook. If you've got him personally, and any of the people that come on the podcast don't suffer alone. If you need someone to chat to and you don't want to talk to anyone close to you and people feel as though they know us because we chat about general stuff and you feel comfortable talking to us and knowing that we don't know your situation, please reach out. 
we're more than happy DM you if we can and we're available and you want me to in person and public and go for a coffee or something. I'm sure as a group, we're more than happy to do that. And just reach out to us because that's the seriousness of the mental health. And hopefully men are getting talking about mental health more now. Well, they are not. Hopefully they are. And I'm the first to say that a lot of my problems were I bottled it up and I didn't talk about it. And sometimes talking about it, does it solve it? No. But do you feel like a weight's off your shoulders? It helps. And sometimes it helps you see clearly just bouncing ideas off people. And sometimes they don't even need to give you their opinion. It's just you saying them opinions out loud helps you clear things in your mind. So please talk. And yeah, if you watch the soaps, Emmerdale are doing a storyline at the moment with a bloke going through mental health and depression. And I haven't seen it this week because I've been away for work, but they're doing it really well. But talk, talk to your friends, talk to your family. And if you want to talk to us, what are you? Yeah, definitely. I think that, that that's the moral entity. It's like, look, no matter no matter what you what you what you are professionally, it, it can affect people as well. So think about situations. Think about would you like to be sat at home with your missus enjoying Emmerdale, as you've just said, Bez, and then pops up on your phone that you've been tagged in being called a twat or being told you wank or something like that. So just think about the the person on the other end of it as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, on that note, we move to Fleetwood. Um, not yet, we don't. Not yet, oh, we don't. Oh, what's he found? No, I haven't found anything. We said before, Will Forrester, Player of the Month. Oh, yes. You. Oh, yes. Forgot about Will. Not fully <laughs> deserved for me. Yeah. I, uh, he, he took a bit of a battering for me after the Derby, oh, Derby. and there was another one. Yeah, another uh, one came off the bench. Oh, Wickham, Wickham, I think it was maybe. Yeah, and it um, was one of games, wasn't it? Either yeah, one. and uh, and I, uh, I did. So we went to the supporters club meeting, didn't we? And we spoke. We, we actually spoke to him after, and that was the week. That was the Thursday after the derby game it was on the Tuesday, wasn't it? It was. And uh, and we had a little laugh and a joke with him, didn't we? And you know, we said about the lad who came on on the wing and uh, we joked and just said was he was he that quick well or were you just that flat-footed and he laughed and we had a we had a good crack about it obviously it wasn't only meant in jest um but he seems to i think he then got caught out again with a similar thing so it's almost like he's taken a step back and thought hang on that needs to stop happening how does that stop happening stop throwing yourself in to that situation and it almost it almost looks like he's grown up a season over two weeks in a weird way if that makes sense yeah and for me he's playing with a smile on his face and it's great to see and he's enjoying his football i'm enjoying watching him play football he's defending very well he's getting forward while he's on the ball and since he's come back in and again we called out on this pod six, eight weeks ago that either Cass or Forrester now needed to get a run of games and nailed that shirt down as their own. Will's nailed that shirt down his own. Now, touch wood, he stays free of injury for the rest of the season and he's going into next season an even better player than what we signed. And I genuinely think we've got one hell of a player on our hands and Will Forrester. Yeah. Was, oh, sorry, Johnny, go on. I was going to say, I don't think you can argue with that either. I think like, you only have to look at the Bolton performance, especially where he was 
taking players on, putting balls in the box and, and stuff like that. That that's confidence. You don't do that if you feel if you if you had a couple of shitters, do you? No, and there was one thing I just wanted just to add and I similar with the confidence and I, we mentioned it when we went through the sticky bad patch was when the ball goes to either of the centre halves or the full backs, there was no striker showing. We've got strikers in the side now, and I don't think it's any coincidence that there's that ball on. You know, Wazza can Wazza hasn't got to come for the ball off Will all the time. He can go, he can ping it into uh, Matty Taylor, and Garrity and Wazza can both work off that. And I think that we've got a bit of a pattern to our play now, which we didn't have before because people didn't know the runs to make because they did they weren't they're not forwards. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. God, I, couldn't get me te- to say. I couldn't get my teeth in. <laughs> yeah, definitely thoroughly deserved. And Johnny, just before you move on to Fleetwood, we'll call it out now and we'll do AV timing when we get to the score predictions. The race is a month away. 9th of April, it's 9th of March today. So bang on a month away. Jesus Take- Christ. Yeah, but, Jesus but, Christ. He, but, he won't be running it, Johnny, but you will. Books a holiday for the 9th of April. <laughs> as long as your holiday's in Crouton, because you're oh. running as well. Oh, oh, that's not going to be a pretty sight. Big Phil told us last week he's running. Goodus, is he still running, Johnny? Yeah, Goodus is running it with me. Goodus is is he? Yeah, yeah, Goodus, Goodus has signed up for it. Good lad. So, so far, Bear, the representative, Port Bear representative of her game too, she's still yeah. running. She said that as soon as Goodwin signs up and she sees his email receipt, she'll sign up. Right, so. get that done this week then, Goodus. So everyone that wants to run with us, I know I've already had a few messages. Lou Gibbs, Pete Gibbs, Adam Tyson sent me messages. They've signed up. So everyone get yourselves signed up. We're going to turn crew black and white. Not the first time they'll have done that. Probably won't be the last, although it might be the way their club's going, the way ours is going. Um we're going to turn crew black and white, so get signed up. Go over to avtiming.com, find the crew 10K, sign yourselves up. If it lets you put a code and put AAV in, because then Andy knows best has sent you. If he doesn't, don't worry about it. Still turn up on your Vail shirts. If you do yeah. want the coach from Vail, let me or Johnny know this week. At the moment, we've only had one person, so obviously we won't be running the coach for one person. If you don't need the coach, that's fine. We'll see you there. If you do, let us know and we'll see if we can sort that this week. If we can't get anything sorted by this Thursday, we won't run one and we'll just get over it and share the Just Giving page. The Not Just Giving, GoFundMe page, which we put out last week, Johnny. We did. We'll put it out again this week. Yeah, it'll it'll go out again. Go out Um, again. And we've had it. Go on. I was going to say, with you saying we're going to paint it black and white, I 100% guarantee you there'll be some red in there because my face is, my, my face will be Beetroot, mate. That's at the start. What about at the end? Oh, it'll be it'll be, it'll be white at the end. There's <laughs> a trained um, trained uh, first aider around like every corner. Yeah, the will. We don't worry about that. I've just thought to myself about the potential for the coach because I'm not sure whether I'll be able to use the pedals on my car with my legs after after yeah. running 10k. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, we can get a coach short. So let us know this week. Um, don't forget. The GoFundMe page isn't just for us on the Ale and Vale podcast. It's for you as well. So if you've signed up, share the GoFundMe page. It's for everybody. It's everybody's sponsor page. Um, we're up to 225 quid after six days, which I think is absolutely fantastic. 
So thank you very much. Everything that's raised is going to the Rudgy statue. So if you can sponsor us, please do. If you don't want run it or you can't run it and you want get over to crew and supporters, again, let us know if you want space on the coach and if there's enough people, we'll get a coach running. If not, come over to crew, wear your veil sheet and supporters from the touchline. And we've had 19 people that between them have donated £225. So thank you very much. And the list I'll run through of everyone that's donated. Excuse my pronunciation, because I'm sure I'll get some wrong. Stephanie Thompson, Callie McLaren, Adam Walker, John Horsham, Johan Carlson, Craig Neald, Isaac Reaney, Sarah Wilde, Ed Blackman, Colm Davis, Jack Beresford, Gareth Deakin, Linda Beresford, Mrs. B, thank you. Andrew Rushton, Dean Newman, Calvin Lawton, Ian Brownsword, Matt Wildblood, Anonymous, so whoever Anonymous says, thank you, and Barry Sherwin. So really appreciate it. We're up to 225. Thank you very much. And like I say, get yourselves over and sign up for the race ASAP before next Thursday, Johnny, before next Thursday, Gudders, before next Thursday, Amos, before next Thursday, Soph. Get yourself signed up and get shared in the GoFundMe page. And let's see how much we can raise. I set a target of 500 for the Rudgy statue. I'll be honest, I'd love to raise 1,000 because we get over 1,000 listeners to poundage. So if you can donate just to the pound, it'd be greatly appreciated. It would. It would, and it is a brilliant course. Yeah, definitely. And a common watch, because I imagine watching me and Johnny absolutely flap out our arse will be hilarious. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine it's going to be fun for me. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah you, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start moving, aren't I? Jesus. Yeah. Put me under some pressure here. <laughs> yeah, and right. the more we raise, the more pressure's on Johnny. So get yourselves over and sponsor. That's it. Right, get a, get a curry down me Saturday, and then it starts Sunday. Sounds a plan. Oh, I thought you meant the Saturday before. Yeah, yeah Saturday before, yeah. And yeah. then it starts on Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Running on running. Run... Oh, I've just remembered. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna on holiday for a week as well. Oh, this is a disaster. When, when are you going? The 8th of April? Never know. The, <laughs> the 19th of this month. Oof. So, oh, that's a disaster. Anywhere it's got nice, nice places to run. Uh, it's it's got it's the hotel's got a spa that I can use, but I, I'm I'm what? not running where we're going to Iceland, mate. I'm not running out there. Yeah, Fucking no, you've got, to, you've got to you've got to go there and rest the muscles, haven't you, mate? That's yeah. I'll I'll use the spa after um after after the week of intense training. Yeah. Although yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I'll be going on my own or not because it's Vale Burton the day before. So, Ooh. so if we have a seven seven one again, oh yeah, I, re- I, re- I reckon if we have a seven one, I'll just begin on the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the interesting thing is, Johnny, you'll still be going. Yeah, I'll still be going either way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, she said that she'll sit the opposite end of the plane. Fair enough. So. I mean, you'd want that anyway, be peace and quiet, wouldn't you? Hey. No, I don't know who I meant. Oh, no, that sounded wrong. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> I'd sit the opposite end of the plane to my lady. But saying that, my, my all... lady sneezes like a dog, so. And she, and she doesn't listen to this. I mean, she won't listen to this one because I'm on it. 
Yeah. Can't listen to my own voice. I don't sound right. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to the first one on the way back from Hamburg. So that was that was nice to hear, hear what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, no, that was good. But yeah, on to Fleetwood. Let's go. So two of us are going up. There's you're busy for the day, aren't you? I am. I'm out on the ale, so I don't think I'll even get watch it. No. So, so just ale and no veil for you this weekend, then. Ale and no veil for me this weekend. Oh, I no, can't miss this one. I was going to say just, just, just the veil for me, and then both for Tom all weekend except Sunday. Yeah. He said they go hand in hand for me. Yeah. <laughs> but we we head up there. We've interesting form, I'd say. They, yeah. They, we, they they've got seven points from the last five, and we've got six from the last five. So. Quite interesting, but they've lost in all competitions their last three, um, which is 1-0 to Burnley, which is no disgrace. Uh, but then 1-0 to Cheltenham and 2-0 to Wickham. So they haven't scored in the last three either with that strike force that they've got. Because let's not forget, they've got Jaden Stockley and Jack Marriott playing for them now. Yes. Um, it's. I wouldn't say it's a disgrace, but... You know, if you've got them in your your rankings, you'd expect to be scoring a few goals. Now, I don't know if Stockley's injured. I know he's been on the bench. He was on the bench against Wickham. So, come on, Mister City, did it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. They've got yeah. On that, they've only scored more than two on one occasion this season. They've only scored three once. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know where we sit in with regards to that. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, they tend they 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 win a lot of games one nil, which is you know either either they're nicking games or they they pretty solid defensively and know that's all they need to do. Uh, they went to Plymouth and got a nil nil draw. So I think are we the only two who've been to Plymouth and not lost? But yeah, we're we're the, we're the only team that's beaten. Um, I'm pretty sure they'd only drawn one as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I saw I saw the stat the other day, and the Plymouth fans weren't taking too kindly to some of the Vale fans commenting because <laughs> cause they actually most most of them were saying it's because they actually deserve to lose that one as well. Mm. So, yeah. and I think they did. We 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 were the better side. We were day. brilliant. We and for your two sakes, I really hope Fleetwood don't score. That's the reason I'm not going up. I can't listen to that fucking music if they score. It'd be, be interesting to see the attitude. I mean, don't get me wrong, his attitude's always spot on for us, but the attitude of Alice Harrison. Because obviously yeah. he didn't start the game against us the first day of the season, but he did. Um, he did on, come on. He? Um, I, I also did think from their performance that day that they would struggle this season. I did. Yeah, no, I um, did. But obviously, they've, they, it was obviously just the start of the season blues, people not up to speed. Because, um, they, uh, you know, for for the team of Fleetwood size, I think they've kicked on quite nicely. I think they're pretty pretty well, doing pretty well. And it, it, it's a bit of a, like I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, it's almost turned into like four mini leagues now, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, I, 
It's going to be a decent game, I think. Probably a draw. Which You'd take, take that away from home, wouldn't you? Take a That's draw anywhere right away from home. Of course you would. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a personal favourite away day because of obviously the, uh, the 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 Blackpool trip in itself. But I think it it's not a bad little stand. You can create some noise. Uh, and it does always remind me of my favourite ever away day, which was obviously the five-two. Oh, is that Dodsey's goal? Yeah. Oh. See, Fleetwood, Fleetwood is the home of the best in that and the worst in relegation. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I feel like it might be Fleetwood, where might have been the season in League One where I battered Colin Daniel for coming on at half-time and we were 1-0 down and he come on, he scored twice and we won 2-1. Sounds sounds like something you'd do. It does, it does. Um, so, yeah, that I have uh, <laughs> I have a mixed results thing at Fleetwood. Sadly. Yeah. 2015, he came on at half-time when we were 1-0 down. Yeah, and scored two, uh, scored twice, did he? And won the penalty, which Foley yeah. scored. Yeah, so I knew he had a massive impact in it, yeah. And just a very quick on Sam Foley, for those that haven't listened to the Wembley in the North podcast, which Phil Bowers and Adam Yates do on BBC Sounds. They've done a two-part with Sam Foley, which I listened to this week while I've been travelling. Worth a listen, good podcast. He's an interesting bloke as well, Foley is. He's had a... Had a really good career. I, I really like. I really rated him when he was with us. Yeah, I did. And to be fair to Phil and Adam, that's a, it's definitely in the top three vale podcasts that are out there. Is. Yeah, uh, joint second for me. Yeah, probably joint second. Yeah, joint second. And that, on that note, have you listened to the Tom Pet one this week? Yes. Uh, yes, I have. Well, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, very good. It comes comes across as a is an interesting way into football for him. The, so. The one thing I have picked up from Vale's own podcasts, Dan Townley's very nosy. Yeah, he, he doesn't say it very often, does he? No, but he's very nosy as all that. <laughs> I have. I've got. I've, got, I've saved them all up for my, my trip north tomorrow because I think they're only like twenty minutes long, aren't they? A lot of them. Phil and Yates is all yes. The Vale yeah. one was. To be fair, the Foley ones are about half an hour each, so you've got an hour overall, and the Tom Pet one was over an hour. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was over an hour. It's really good, good one, though, the Pet one was. It comes across an interesting bloke, talks about his streaming, uh, co- covers covers a lot about his family, which is which is nice, and yeah. um, talks about having a missus that's better at football than him. So Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's, it's quite strange, because every time I do see... United women on the TV now. I do look out for, her. yeah, just to see yeah uh, if she's had a hand in any of the goals or anything like that. What an absolute beauty the other week, did she? Yeah, so say that, and say that, and then I didn't realise she scored a beauty the other week. <laughs> yeah, left, 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 left footed from the edge of the area, right, decent finish. I think Pet dared it. That's how I saw it. I'm not not some sort of weird stalker. Yeah, that's what you tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> but yeah. But, but no, I think um, they've got uh, a couple of a run of games coming up now where, you know, maybe Derby next weekend they'll write off away. Um, but then they've got teams around in our little area then. So they could 
you know, potentially play a part in where we finish as well as well, us. They've got Lincoln, Exeter, Cambridge, Bristol Rovers. They've basically got similar fixtures to us where a lot of the teams in the bottom half, they've still got to play. Was it until, until their last two? Yeah, they've you, got Bolton, you, Bolton and Ipswich, haven't they? Yeah, you'd write them pair off. But until then, there's an argument to say Fleetwood could be unbeaten for the next 10. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got Derby away next Saturday. Oh, one, two, three, four. Okay, there's seven after Derby. Yeah. And so eight, eight of the next nine, there's an argument to say that they might not, they might not lose. So they could, but they could like, go on, they could go on a three-game run of relegating teams. Yeah. They've got Accrington away, the Forest Green away, and then MK Dons at home. Yeah. <laughs> and they start the day only a point in a place behind us, 13th, 14th, comfortable mid-table game. Yeah, I think it did us a favour that Wickham beat them in the week because they could have jumped above us with that game in hand. But uh, that's why I prefer points on the board to games in hand. Yeah, and potentially yeah. we could go up to 11th with a win if results go his way. Yeah. Yeah, it, didn't. There was um, there was something else. I can't think what it was now. Doesn't matter. We had to go. We, we, the game thing that was put on earlier. Was it the week. what? Sorry, the game that was put on earlier this week. Might not have been. No. Yeah. Saw someone had posted on Twitter based on form and everything. Points per game, we'd finish fourteenth. On fifty-six points, so I think we get we get thirteen points between now and the end of the season. Yeah. So, okay. that's not a lot of points, is it? Mm, no, not from I think what is it, nine games have we got? Eleven, we played eleven games left. Yeah. So yeah, four wins, technically that's four wins in a draw. Yeah, but, and 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 but the fixtures we've got, you don't know, for better than that. Yeah, I would. But like I said, that's on a points per game basis of what we've played already. So, like like we've touched on there, we've played pretty much. I think we've only got two of the top top half, haven't we? Oh, one, two. We've got three of the top half now. Yeah, Plymouth and Ipswich left, haven't we? Definitely. Plymouth, oh, yeah. and Ipswich. Portsmouth and Lincoln. Well, obviously, Lincoln. Lincoln at 11th now. They could be 16th come yeah, tomorrow. Lincoln are in the <laughs> No, 15. Yeah, and sorry. we're playing that's a draw regardless. Of yeah, form. yeah, we always draw there, don't we? we well, Lincoln do, always draw, don't we? Have you ever seen their form at home, Tom? Mm, yeah, I think they only won a handful, haven't they? Yeah, One or they two and drawn. Yeah, they haven't lost at home, have they, this season either? No, I don't think they have. I think they've won one or two and drawn every other game at home. Yeah. We've got 25 points from 17, yeah. Yeah. We've well, got 25 points from 18. But, um, our away record. Oh, I thought our away record was better than it is, I'll be honest. 18 points from 17 games. Yeah, I thought it was bad. We're 18th in the table for away record. Ah. Well, we, we are 13th in the table for home record. Maybe we I, I would have had that the other way around. I would have yeah, had better away from home than, than at home. I would. Maybe we are more suited to a shit pitch than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're looking forward to looking forward to the weekend without it being too intense. 
I think. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of. I, I, there's the the big games when you kind of sit back and you but you don't want to get pasted. Then there's yeah. Have you lost him, Johnny? Or just make yeah, yeah. No, I've lost him. We'll, um, we'll, we'll give him a second. Yeah, he's, he's gone the pub already. He's all Amos. Yeah, he's, he's on his way up Blackpool. I'm, I'm, I'm not editing this out either. So no, no, we'll leave it. Tell you what, yeah. as it looks like we've lost him. He, hey, up, his picture's back and he's smiling. Have you got me? Yeah, back. Sorry. Oh, just that jump on next door's Wi-Fi, Anna. I? I was just about <laughs> to ask that. It, what was I saying then? Don't know. Couldn't hear you. Oh, for, oh I was saying uh, it's it's nice to go into a game this weekend where it's not as intense as the the previous ones have been. You know, you have you have your your big teams where you just don't want to get smashed about the place, and then we had that little run where we were looking at the playoffs to we were trying to close that gap almost, and then. It seems we've come out of the other side of that and we've gone to games like MK Dons where it's been we've we've got to pick up three points because we've only won two out of the last ten. I think it's just nice to kind of go into a game on Saturday and yeah, of course, we want to win. And that you know, it's but if we do get beat two one, we're not back into a relegation scrap or anything like that. It's just a game where we, all right, yeah, okay, we weren't at the races. We'll go again next week with that. I think that that that's how it feels to me. Anyway, obviously, I I want us to win. That isn't. I'm not going there to get a draw or anything like that. But it uh, it just feels like the pressure's off a little bit. Yeah, it is. And for me, I think people I speak to, I'm not on my own here. I kind of now comfortable mid table see the season out, bring on next season. I'm ready for this season. Do one now. Fair enough. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm not quite I'm not quite table. done. I'm not quite done. But yeah, I, I want comfort. I like um I almost hate May. The 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 end of the season obviously I didn't hate May last year. May last year was probably the best May I've ever had. Um but once that season finishes, I want May to fuck off quickly because then I can, we can, you know, then the the rumours start coming out and you, you're looking at, and then the players start by training and you say, who's this in, who, you know, in that's you go the bit I'm ready that. for now. Comfortable, I think we're comfortable mid table. I'm still looking forward to Ipswich, Portsmouth, you know, the game. Still look forward to, still support the lads behind them. Kind of ready now. Okay, what we're doing? Are we rolling the? Are we getting ready? I won't say the Deadwood because that's disrespectful. We got rid of the Deadwood when Clarkie come in and took over and brought in a new squad. So Deadwood's the wrong word, but is it time to get rid of the players that aren't going to push us on? And is it going to be an overall in the summer? And I'm looking forward to that part. So that's the bit I'm waiting for now. Yeah, I think you have to. You're Clark. There's going to be some players in that side where fans say, "I get rid of him. He ain't good enough." But then in Clark, he's had, he's probably saying, right, he's had his season now. I want him to kick on now. 
Like he's had his season of settling and trying to find his feet. He knows what's expected of him now. He needs to crack on. Uh, there's going to be players who we go, oh yeah, I give him another contract. But then somebody else comes in mm-hmm. and he sees that as a better weather for him, a better deal, more money, a bigger club. We, we, we're in that mid-table limbo and I do think there's going to be a big turnover of players. I do. And what we need to make sure is, and I'm, I have confidence that we'll do the right thing. What we need to make sure is that it's a summer of pushing on and not a summer of a summer of norm. I think the, the weird thing as well last year was obviously the lack of almost pre-season that we saw. We didn't yeah. see a lot of the new players until the, the first day of the season was the first time we saw quite a few of them. You know, we had the the Kids Grove thing where everyone went down to Kids Grove and then it was predominantly kids and then the youth team was second half. And uh, it'd just be good to just kind of get a a relatively normal pre-season under a belt. Um, I would like us to pick up a few more points Christ, I want, I want us to win every game, like I keep saying. Uh, but I want us to pick up a few more points so we are, once we get to that mathematically safe, then start chucking in your planties, yeah, stuff like that. See, that let's, have a look, let's have a look, because the loan, yeah, they're doing all right, the loan spell they're at. What level are they at, Re- like, realistically? Are Step we nine, are, is it? Exactly, so... You know, people are going to be saying, oh, well, I start him every game next season. Realistically, you can start every game next season. No. Uh, so we just, but we just need to see, can he have an impact for 10 games next season? Or is yes. it that next season at their age, it's a, right, now you go out to the conference or now you go out to League Two. Hmm. That could be an option. Question yeah. for you then. Okay. On, on that, hypothetically, Tommy and Planty come back in let's say, 1st of April. They've got six or seven games between then and the end of the season. They play a part in all six or seven and have a positive impact. How how do you manage that situation? They have a positive impact. Say Tommy scores two, gets a couple assists, Planty scores a couple as well. How how do How do you stop that hype of, this player is the next best player in the world and keep the feet on the ground for the potential of, like you've just said, conference is your next destination for a loan for six months. Let's see where you're at then. Because I think nine times out of ten, the, the easiest way to do it would be saying, well, if we're playing people of that calibre, what's to say the opposition aren't as well? Yeah. Um. Obviously, if they if we play someone who's, if we play Ipswich, and Tommy McDermott runs rings around them and, you know, grabs a brace and sets up Wilson for the third and we win 3-1. Then you've got a case of, all right, we, I, 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 there's got, that's, that's, that's down to a manager, isn't it? It's a, a situation that a manager would have to, have to look at. Pretty good situation to have. It would have been answer, fantastic. Before I answer this, it's an April Fool's this. No. It's just been saying they're coming back on the 1st of April. I'll just check. <laughs> um, for me, 
if they come back and prove that they're good enough for this level, then the shirt's theirs to keep. If, if, you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. If they come back and make a massive impact and you go, wow, and then they come back in pre-season and Clark looks at them and goes, these are better than what I've brought in or what I've got, go for it. Yeah, because they're, they're only ever going to be squad players next season to start with, aren't they? Let's, unless, like you say, they have a massive impact between now and the end of the season and have a mint pre-season. Yeah, but... You never know how a player's going to develop and at what stage they develop and how quick. Anthony Gordon at 18, and I know he went on to play for Tottenham and got an England cap. He was in the side week and week out at 18. Yeah, well, Chris Birchall was as well, wasn't he? Chris Birchall was, yeah. Billy Painter. Billy, Painter. Billy Painter, yeah, Billy Painter. So for me, if they come back and they play well Eagle. enough to earn that shirt, Eugle, they play well enough, but then you've also got the flip side, you've got your Simon Eldershaws, your Simon Richmonds. Oh, leave Richmond alone. <laughs> Ryan Brown, who actually did really well. Oh, I thought did. Ryan Brown was I like solid. Ryan Brown. I like Ryan Brown. He never Bloody handsome chap as well. I, I've got a story about Ryan Brown. Anyway, he never recovered from me from QPR away when he got his face smashed in. Were any of you there that night? No, Where was I, it? I, QPR away. away. I remember seeing it. I wasn't there, though. I was there, I remember. And he went up for an header, and as he went for the header, the QPR play went for a bicycle kick. Yeah. And basically, bicycle kicked Ryan Brown in the face. And if I remember right, broke his eye, his socket, or his cheekbone, or but it, you heard it in the away, and you heard it. And for me, he never come back from that. Go on, Johnny, your Ryan Brown story. Yeah, my my first day of college, I was I was sat there talking talking to someone, talk, talking about being a Vale fan and stuff, um, saying how much I hated the left back, um, which was Ryan Brown at the time. Couldn't defend, thought he was slow as shit. The uh, the lecturer walked in, and she was like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" And as so I explained to her, she was like, "Oh, what's the left back's name?" I was like, oh, Ryan Brown. She was like, hi, I'm Shelly Brown. I was like, fuck. And she was like, that's my brother. I was like, that's a great start, isn't it? So oh. Was she in the sports section? Yes, she was. Oh, I had Shelly as a tutor as well. Yeah, she was Ryan Brown's sister, mate. Oh, so. shit. Well, I'm glad I didn't uh, tell her that I thought, well, I thought Ryan Brown was a very handsome chap. I mean, that doesn't <laughs> impact his football ability as... Uh... Yeah. He'd be as handsome as he was. I, I, I just couldn't stand him. I didn't think shit at left back just turns out to shag him. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, so that, that's good on your first day, isn't it? Yeah. Good start. Yeah. But yeah, let's go on. Johnny, you can go first this week because it's quarter nine. I've got no fire sticks. So if we get done for nine, I can watch this week's Apprentice Live. Um, you're 11 for Fleetwood. Um, same as last week. Uh, make no changes at all. Um, short and simple. The only well, as I say, the only change I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted to make is get Butterworth on the bench. I think we saw, obviously, I'm going off that Garrity's fit after yeah. coming off. But get Butterworth on the pitch, because you saw when Garrity come off, no disrespect to Conlon, but we, we lost we lost a little bit of it. And then obviously didn't out with Funzo trying his best to have a weekend off. Um, so we had to change him as well. Holden, I thought, did well when he came on. So it'd be a difficult choice of who'd move from the bench. I just think it'd be more have a natural like-for-like replacement in terms of position than 
than not having one realistically. And when you say no disrespect for Conlon, you do mean that because we all said that he did well when he came on last week. Yeah. It's just that you hadn't got an attacking midfielder. So it wasn't because Conlon come on, it's because we hadn't got a, that attacking midfielder. No, I thought Conlon and Holden both did really well. I just thought that yeah. we were seeing the we were seeing the game out at that point, weren't we? Yeah. We we didn't look like we wanted to go and put this put them to the sword. Um which I do think we are a bit nice like that. But that's 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 probably a different podcast, isn't it? The, another team puts four or five past that MK side. We're a bit too nice. Yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah, same same side for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 we need to be under the the thing of if we do get we do have a good couple of results. We do need to keep maybe try and keep the same side for as much as we possibly can. Yeah, and this is a very short and easy and probably boring. Let's pick your 11s because I'm no changes. Yeah, I think especially especially Saturday to Saturday as well. You know what yeah. I mean? If, if we, we have got Ipswich on a Tuesday soon, but whilst we're Saturday to Saturday, if everyone's fit, the professional footballer should have no excuse not to be playing or not to be fit enough to play each week. I get if they've got knocks and niggles and stuff like that going on, coming back from injuries and, su- and such like, but yeah, I, I, I just... I do, th- I, I do think that a settled side now will do as the world are good and the Willow situation's hard because yeah. you look at the you look at Alice and Taylor, everyone will want Willow in in some capacity, but I don't know how we do that at the minute, which then makes it hard because personally, I don't think he's effective off the bench. Do you, uh, do, do you, if if Ben's not fit, does he, can he slot in the hole? He can, but we've only seen that work once. Yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the same defensive side of things, are you? No, but then with, with Funzo and Pet behind him, mm. he could work. But I think I think this team at the at the minute needs needs Ben Garrity. Yeah. Oh God, I think we've all, we've needed Ben Garrity from the moment he, I saw him play for us. I'll be honest. <laughs> Like he just brings so much athleticism to the side that it'd be foolish. You notice it so much when we leave him out. Yeah, yeah that's it. And because we're not blessed, blessed, blessed with pace anywhere, you can't you can't really get away with not having him. I don't think. Hmm. No, I'm with you. But, and Johnny, you're driving up, but if you weren't, how could you get to Fleetwood? And his taxis. He's um. He's changed his booking system around um, because he's getting more bookings than 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 he can shake a stick at. So um, we might have to put his sponsorship money up. We seem we seem to be creating a phenomenon for him. Um, so yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see if he um, pops his sponsorship on to the to the ten k run. If not, I'll be booking his taxi for ten k around Crew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And unlike some of our sponsors, he pays his sponsorship, Johnny. He does, doesn't he? I don't know. Shit, it's it's March, isn't it? Yeah. As does AV timing. I'll get it sent over tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take the take the money off his invoice on Monday if, if he hasn't yeah. paid. I'll yeah, yeah, that's the easiest thing, do isn't it? So yeah. Do... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and get yourselves into Johnny's bar if you're down Basel. He'll open 
Thursday night, as we're recording now, but you won't hear it. Uh, Friday night, it'll be open. Saturday, when you get back from Fleetwood, it'll be open. Pop in. Will you be in there Saturday when people get back from Fleetwood? I'll be somewhere in some state. <laughs> You'll be somewhere in some state. Fantastic news. I'll be around Boswell somewhere. But I'll have certainly either been in there, in there, or be going in later. So basically, what, what you're saying is listen to the beacon of somebody singing Elvis really badly, and that'll that'll hey, be to Bez. I'll have you know my Elvis is pretty good. Well, it might be, but you all have had you all have had at least ten pints by that point. Nobody's singing good after ten. Oh, we've I got do. we've got the video of you singing the Ben Garrity in the pub, mate. Yeah, but that, that wasn't singing. That nothing was wrong with that video. No, there isn't. <laughs> Not a lot, oh, right? Far from the tits bouncing up and down on me. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, great video. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be in Boston somewhere, sadly. Good, good. And I'll definitely be in Johnny's at some point. That's what we like to hear. Keeping it rolling. So, go on then. AVtimings.com. Time of the first goal and goal scorer. I'll go. Ben Garrity, 23rd minute, is due. They'll win 2-0. Another clean sheet for Aidan Stone, my lord. Is he making a save this week? Only if he has to. Only if he has to. And as I keep saying to people, Stone didn't make a save last week. He can't save it if no one has a shot. (laughs) What do you want him to do? Fumble one out, so he has to save one. Yeah. I'm going to go one all. Uh, Matt Taylor, 48. Was that second half to equalise to put us in front? No, to put us in front, and then I think they equalise about 77. Yeah, and I will say if Jaden Stockley starts them, I always enjoy seeing Smudger and Jaden Stockley have a tussle with each other because I always think it's a good battle between them two. Although, as I say, I probably won't, well, I won't be seeing it this weekend. Yeah. Johnny? I'm going James Wilson. 92nd minute winner. Oh my life. In front in front of us. He's in there. There's there's there's, there's everything going everywhere. And it's it's mental. It's madness. He scores in the ninety second minute and we win and our pants are coming off. <laughs> there you go. The, the, the seagulls will be out for that <laughs> Don't we there, you bastard. <laughs> Didn't know seagulls at snakes. Yeah. You know, but they, they eat maggots. Oh, Jesus. And the away end erupts with a sea, senor. Pass the ball to Willow, he will score. There you go. You've just got to put the words to the rest of it, or else we've got two ends of a song. I reckon it might just be Big James Wilson, Bale's number nine. Yeah, I reckon it will. Followed by a nice little Super Veil away. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. That's that's the thoughts and feelings of three three idiots. Um, Feel free to share yours on online. Um, And as we spoke about, if you if you do need a chat, then just. Send send a quick message over and we'll make sure we've got time. Um, but more importantly, enjoy yourself. 
have a good Friday if you're travelling up there. Um, follow follow Tom on Twitter to find out which pub he's in. Um, heard he's very generous uh, when he's had a few. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, am, I am quite generous when I've had a few. To be fair, yeah, I'm so, an absolute twat when I haven't had a few. But you know. <laughs> hopefully, writes my invoice for Monday after. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All, all, all you need to do, Bez, is, is when you leave for the morning, just leave leave a ten pack. But yeah, yeah. Keep pouring a shot of whiskey in his brew. <laughs> leave some baby Guinness lying around. Oh Christ, the baby Guinness don't lie around, mate. Yeah. They're seen. They're drunk. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, st- have you just seen the picture that Steve's just put in the pod group? I've just yeah, opened it up baby. now. Yeah. It's brilliant, Bess. You in you in front of Elite Building Society one. Well, they must have um, must have shared a photo of you. Must have done. Yeah, that's at today's event. Yeah. Both got an umbrella indoors. Yeah, it's not up. It's not up. It's down. It's a. Yeah, why do you need an umbrella? umbrella? Leave it at the door in the little. Uh, because the they were umbrellas that we were using. They were giveaways at the event. Giving away umbrellas for indoors. Because people, <laughs> believe it or not, have to go outdoors to get to the cars, and it was snowing. Shocky. Everything's just a marketing ploy to you. Wow. No, love it. Brilliant. But yeah, so enjoy Fleetwood if you're going. If, you, if you're not, enjoy listening to the the radio. And then we will be back Sunday, um, hopefully if Tom doesn't go MIA again. No, I will not. No, 100% I'm here Sunday. Sunday night, yes. But let's just have a quick look. Let's have a look what's on TV on Sunday, shall we, just in case. Yeah. Because then that's when, that's when he looks at the fixtures and goes, oh, that's a big game. I think we should do a poll on who thinks, I sh- who thinks I'm going to be here on Sunday. And everyone who says no, if I'm here on Sunday, has to give to the Just Giving page. Oh, there we go. Oh. Sounds then- a plan. And then, and, then, and then they can do exactly the same again to see if they think I'm going to turn up for the fun run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I expect you signed up before next Thursday, both of them. I'll, I'll be there. I am signed up now. I've done my sign up. You have to tell me, to tell me what I've got to do. Sign yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll post the link out Sunday to, to sign up. We'll post the uh, the link out to the actual donation page to the, today. So, and then we'll go from there. So, everyone enjoy yourselves. Have a good weekend. Hopefully, three points. Um, and then have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was. Cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.